You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, ESPN did a, a, a ranking this weekend where they ranked the pool of talent under the age of 25 on all 32 teams. And as you can imagine, when they did this exercise, when they did this exercise two years ago, the Texans were actually ninth. So going into the 2020 season, they had the ninth best talent, according to ESPN, under the age of 25. Of course, that talent included Deshaun Watson. So that was a big part of that grade. Last year, they plummeted all the way to bottom in the league. That's what will happen when you don't have first round picks in multiple drafts over a four year period. And in the drafts where you did, it's still up in the air as to how well you drafted in 2019. So they were bottom of the league this year, John, it's not a, it's not a, a, a massive jump, but they're up to 26th in the league and under 25 talent. I would say this for the Texans. This is a trend. As you pointed out many times, they've, they've got 11 picks in next year's draft. They're going to have John Mechie coming back next year, hopefully from uh, recovering from leukemia. So he's like a 12th pick. So I would expect this is a trajectory that continues to go up for the Texans it's strengthened in no small part by the fact that this sophomore class that they have, the 2021 draftees who are heading into their second year. John, you've been out there at every practice just like I have. Nick Casario might have gone five for five on this class. This looks like a class that all five guys are ready to make significant contributions to the team this year. What are your thoughts on the 2021 draft class? The Mills, Collins, Brevin Jordan, Garrett Wallow, Roy Lopez class. Roy Lopez started earlier than any of the others. He's retained that starting job in the defensive line, the way Lovey Smith likes to use him on the nose in his four-man front. Mills, you know, played last year way before they wanted him to and then showed great progress at the end of the season. Collins has had an outstanding training camp now. Can that translate to the field during the games? Jordan and Wallow came on at the end of last year. It's like it took them a little longer to figure it out. Now the coaches love those guys. And that bodes well for that this year's draft class and next year's draft class. And even the one after that, in 24, they have 10 picks right now. So you know that it won't stay because Serio will make deals. But right now, you know, the teams that were ranked the highest, the Jets were number two, are teams that pick high every year and have multiple picks. It doesn't mean they're going to be worth a darn, but it just means they got a lot of young talent. They've stockpiled from picking so high. At one point, Sean, think of where the Jaguars have been with all those top five picks year after year after year, but none of them stayed there. So I think uh, it's just what you said, not just those two number ones, but the number two Mm -hmm. that went to Miami for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills as well. Absolutely. I I was thinking about this yesterday, John. I saw somebody on Twitter they were posting, I guess Kyle Trask has really, really struggled this preseason for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, they haven't played a game yet, so who knows? But in practice, 
we know what bad practices look like for quarterbacks. That's what that's <laughs> yeah. we're very John, you and I are very familiar. We're experts in bad quarterback practices. But I guess Kyle Trask has looked pretty bad in practice. He was picked, I want to say he was picked 64th, because that yeah, because that was the the Bucks were coming off of a Super Bowl championship. So they were picking last in the second round. One of the things I would love to know is how did Nick Casario have Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond, and Davis Mills ranked against each other? Like, what if the Texans at 67 had all three of those guys available and they end up not taking Davis Mills? I think it's clear right now, like, of those three, and again, it's early in their careers, and neither Mond nor Trask have had a chance to, to play the same way Mills did. Who knows? Maybe if one of them gets in last year, they, they have a great five starts at the end of the year. Who knows? But right now, it's, it sure is looking like um, that the Texans might have been fortunate that those two guys got taken ahead of Mills and that Mills was the one guy who was left over from that trio. I, I would love to know where Nick had Mills versus Trask and Mond in that little cluster of quarterbacks right there. Well, I'll tell you, he had him right ahead of them. And his sister told Dell Robertson in the Chronicle when he did a story on Mills on draft day that the Texans called him at the start of the second round when those guys were available and said, if you're there, we're taking you. Now, maybe they called each of those guys, but uh, I know they had him rated ahead of Trask. I've been told that. And then based on what he told the family is he would take them if he's there. And that's before mine was taken. So I kind of think that uh, he saw something special in Mills and to be able to do it after only 11 starts, I believe, Sean, that, that Kellen Mond started more games at A&M than any quarterback in last year's draft had started. And I think it was 46 compared to Mills' 11, mm-hmm. which makes Mills' performance even more impressive. Yeah, no doubt about that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John, what about the rookies? We, we talked about Pierce a little bit earlier. Which rookies among the, I'll say among the nine draft picks, and maybe if there's an undrafted, I have at least one undrafted guy that I want to bounce off you that, that's kind of flashed a little bit early here. Um, but which rookies have kind of separated themselves from the pack of, you know, the depth chart muck? You know, most of these draft picks come in, all the draft picks came in last year. And they're in fist fights on the second or third layer of the depth chart to either get a spot or to stay on the team or whatever the case may be. But I know there's at least a few rookies that I think we can count on now, if not starting. They're a significant part of the rotation. I feel like Pierce is one of them. Of In your mind, which others should feel pretty secure that if things continue in this direction, they're going to be a big part of the game plan against Indianapolis in week one? Uh, Derek Stingley Jr., Kenyon Green, and, and Jalen Petrie will start if they're healthy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're going to see much of Stingley, maybe a little, because they're being very careful with his foot that underwent Liz Frank surgery last year. Petrie has been – it took him about two OTAs to be running with the first team. He's the talk Which, of camp, John. He's the yeah. biggest topic at camp, in my opinion. And, and as I pointed out the day they drafted him, they're going to love the guy because I watched – 
every college game he played. And so he'll start. And then that Kenyon Green is going to start when he's healthy. Now, Christian Harris has suffered a setback. They have a lot of uh, veteran linebackers. I think it will take him longer. He'll be mostly special teams. And um, I think it's only a matter of time when Pierce is playing, he's going to be a starter. Yeah. And that's good if you had four rookie starters. And the guys down at the bottom of the first round, like defensive lineman Thomas Booker and, and uh, uh, Deculus, the guard from LSU, Austin Deculus. I want to see what they do when they get to come off the bench and play with the scrubs. And they want to see – the coaches always want to see improvement. They Coaches are so excited to play that first game when guys can go all out. And you know those young guys, the guys I'm talking about like – Booker and Deculus, those guys in the tight end, they've started to use, let's see, how do you pronounce his name? Tiorentino? Uh, Tegan Catoriano. What is it? Catoriano. Catoriano. Yeah. He's started to look good in practice. I think he was slowed early by injury, so I'm eager to see him because tight end is a position. They need production, and as we talked earlier about Brevin Jordan not really being a tight end, and they need depth. So I can't wait to see those guys. John, Kurt Heinisch, if you're looking for an undrafted guy, if you're looking for an undrafted name, fans out there, if you're watching the game on Saturday, number 69 in your programs, number one in my heart, because like Jalen Petrie with you, John, Kurt Heinisch went to my alma mater. But he, he was running – he was on some of the special teams units out there running with the ones on special teams. And he was running with the twos on the defensive line at a couple of these padded practices as well. He was a guy who was very productive at Notre Dame, but you could see why you could see just looking at him in this NFL that gets so caught up in eye tests and things like that, why he might go undrafted. He's very unconventional. Look, he looks like a barroom brawler, but I would say that's, that's another, if we're kind of throwing some of the undrafted rookies into the mix here, I think he's a guy who I'm anxious to watch play a bunch of snaps on on Saturday as well. I don't know if I don't know how much you watch line play. I don't watch a ton of line play at practice, even in the padded practices. I'm still focused on where the ball is, but I've been watching him because I'm I've watched every snap that he played in college, and I'm rooting for him to make the team. He's looked very very good. So that's another name I would tell people to keep an eye on. He's six two and three hundred, and of course he plays inside, and uh, so I'll pay attention too. I've heard some people talking about him in practice for just the reasons that you, you mentioned. Yeah. Lovey got asked about him. That If you're an undrafted guy, John, and you get and the head coach gets asked about you, that's my theory. It's my analytics, John. If you get asked <laughs> before the seventh practice and you're undrafted, if, you, if the head coach gets asked a question about you and we're not to the first preseason game yet, you're doing something right. I remember when Bill O'Brien got asked by some uh, reporter about Matt Filer back when he was an undrafted guy with the Texans, who, by the way, he's still in the league. He's an offensive lineman who's still in the league. He started for the Steelers last year. But when he was like a rookie or a second-year undrafted practice squad guy, clearly it was like some reporter from Matt Filer's hometown, like second practice at training camp. So what do you think of Matt Filer? And O'Brien was – O'Brien already he, – he already hated rookies. He's like, Matt Filer? Like, what, what, what do you want to ask me about Matt Filer for? It was, uh, it was very, very funny. Probably because Bill didn't know who he was. <laughs> Why are you asking me about guys 80 through 90 on the roster? Um, 